Welcome to the Simply Cyber Podcast, a podcast singularly focused on helping you make and take a cybersecurity career further, faster. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Osier, and every week, Simply Cyber brings industry experts in for honest conversations around breaking into the field, leveling up your career, and how to develop practical skills. Enjoy the show, and be sure to check out Simply Cyber on YouTube for much more content. Now let's get into the show. All right, everybody, welcome. Welcome to Simply Cyber Live, the YouTube channel designed to help you make and take a cybersecurity career further, faster. Purple teaming, right? You've heard the buzzword. It's like a single pane of glass for 2021. It's been around for a little while. Some of us know what it is, but what you know, what is it actually when you kind of open the hood up and look at it? And more importantly, is it just, you know, vaporware or is it actually something that can be practical, add value to an organization? possibly be a career path for you? And how do you operationalize it, right? And that's exactly what we're going to talk about over the next hour, how you can operationalize Purple Team and actually add real value to the organization. Now, really quick, I'd love to thank each of you for being here today, whether you're with us live in the audience or you're watching on replay. Genuinely appreciate the support you guys have for the community. If you do have a question and you're live in the audience, drop it in chat with a cue at the beginning and we will get to it throughout the course of the show. Okay, very, very excited. If you're watching our replay, drop a comment. I do go back and look at those things and uh, engage with community that way. You are gonna wanna stay to the end for the raffle, okay? So we always do the raffle maybe like three quarters, four fifths of the way through. People, I know you are familiar with the protocols that we use on this show, but the raffle prizes are next level today. I'll tell you, actually, I'll just drop it now because you're going to want to stay. All right. Listen, we have the craziest things we've got. Where are they right now? Hold on. We've got a uh, Vilros Raspberry Pi Zero with basic starter kit, power supply and premium case. Okay. So home lab type stuff. This is actual physical hardware that's going to be mailed to you. If that doesn't do it for you, we have a HyperX Alloy Elite 2 full-size mechanical gaming keyboard. This thing is legit. And then the granddaddy, we have AirPod Pros to give away today. So very, very grateful uh, for our guest, Arian, and his company, Simulate, for donating those raffle prizes. And of course, uh, special thanks to Cyber Supply Drop, because we will be giving away a Try Hack Me subscription uh, as well. But I'm not the one who's going to tell you how to operationalize cybersecurity or purple teaming, right? I know how to operationalize cybersecurity. Operationalizing purple teaming, we have our guest, Aaron Arian Segetti today. Now, Arian is a seasoned network engineer that made his way into the cybersecurity fold, working on the blue side, getting more seasoned, more skilled, going through his career. And now he is a senior solution architect at Simulate. I've had a chance to talk with him. He's a great guy. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. So let's bring Arian into the, into the stream here. Hey, Arian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you doing today? Awesome. I'm super pumped about this. Thanks for being with us. I, I genuinely appreciate it. So uh, before we get going, Aaron, uh, if you'd like, I'll give you an opportunity, kind of open floor uh, to, you know, an intro, intro, whatever you whatever you want. Let us know. Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, again, for allowing me to be here. Um, you know, longtime listener, first time caller. I uh, love saying that. Um, no, it's true. I actually have been. I was really excited when I was uh, asked to uh, go ahead and talk with you today. So a um, little about me, about 22 years in the industry. I never feel like I'm old enough to say that. 
but I've been here. This industry has been phenomenal to me. It's taken me to all seven continents, including Antarctica, a little bit of uh, time down there. Uh, Gerald, you probably know something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it's been it's been great. And cybersecurity has just opened so many doors for me and other people along the way. Right. I mean, and I've been loving it ever since. And I'm one of those guys that really shouldn't be in the industry, but it's just embraced me totally. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I say it on the show all the time. It's it's a lifestyle, but if it if it aligns with your interest and your passions, it's it's just such a great, great industry and such a, a wonderful work experience. So we're talking about Purple Team and how to operationalize it today. But before we get in, I really would love to like level set for the audience and for people who are watching the stream and really may have heard the term Purple Team, but actually aren't familiar with like what it practically is. So Aaron, can you can you kind of kick it off and start off with what is purple teaming? Yeah, so purple teaming is really more of a um, it's a framework or it's it's a coming together of mul- multiple things, right? So we have blue teamers, you know, um, for all of us out there that have been defending against attacks for many many years. We're the ones that have to carry the pagers or the beepers. I guess I am dating myself there. Um, you know, we, we're always responding to those threats, and then you know been doing red teaming now too for for a while right that's where in-house people are really looking forward to find certain things um and and as much as many of you security people know right security people have always been the no 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 so what blue teamers and red teamers are now able to do we're finally breaking down that silo and that's where purple teaming comes together so purple teaming is more of an action so we're going to take a real action together we're going to hold hands together because we want to come to the same conclusions together, right? We want to know where the issues are. We want to know where our strengths are. We want to know where our gaps are. And so Red Teamer has been great about finding gaps and Blue Teamers know where those strengths are, but now we're doing it together, right? So that's that purple team action. Purple teaming, right, is taking blue, taking red, combining it into a color. You know, my five-year-old daughter will probably tell me that's the color it makes. I am not one of those people that know those things. So um, that's what it is. That is truly what it is. It says we're here to, for a common good and let's work together to do it. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, Sorry about that. So a little visual indicator for everyone in the audience. It genuinely is that intersection between the red team, that off sec and the blue team, the defensive sec. And in that, you know, that overlay makes purple. Now, one of the interesting things you said, Arian, that um, I feel like this is one of the biggest uh, confusions in the industry right now is because I identify as a blue teamer. And I know, you know, my friend, my friend, John Helmus, he identifies as a red teamer. Are there purple teamers? Is that a job? So up until probably more recently, no, that really wasn't right. Um, Again, one of the great things about cybersecurity is we are creating new jobs, it seems like, you know, on a daily basis, right? And we all know the industry, we need a lot more people out there. So we need to create new opportunity for them. So that that purple teamer is absolutely becoming more of a a skill set that people are looking for, right? Avowed blue teamer over here myself, you know, you included, um, Mm -hmm. learning red team capabilities, learning that skill set 
whether, you know, I was, you know, going through a certified ethical hacker course, uh, you know, looking at, you know, different GitHubs to try to understand how people are utilizing attack methods. That's me crossing the line from a blue over to a red. And while I'm crossing that line, I'm developing that skill set. So it absolutely is becoming a skill set. Now, am I going, are we advertising yet for a blue team or open position? Not necessarily, right? It's, but um, you are seeing a lot more of those teams coming together, much like, you know, um, the DevOps, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Developers, operations, those were separate and they're coming together. And now that is a true on, right? You go on LinkedIn and you can look up a, uh, you know, for jobs and things like that. That's a uh, job that they're looking for. I 100% foresee in the future, the purple teamer um, as a job. Let's say 2022 is a great time to start that. Um, I'd love to see the industry because really it does. It takes a, you know, a Liam Neeson style, a particular set of skills mm -hmm. to be able to really understand and defend, you know, in, in my day, when I was in operations, I could just, you know, oh, I know everything I need to know about the firewall. Great. But if I didn't understand what people were trying to do, and I mm -hmm. honestly, I didn't, um, I, I wasn't really providing that much more value. So I do, it's not today, but I absolutely foresee this as a future skill set, much like DevOps, DevSecOps, we will see the purple team uh, skill set and job uh, functionality coming very soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, if you're going to get into the industry, like if you're more in the junior role, because uh, at this point, I would argue that purple is more of a um, mid mid to senior role, right? Like it's it's not it's very much not a junior role. Uh, but but to your point, Arian, it may it may get to that point where there are certain on ramps for that. But you almost kind of want to be a blue or a red and then make that migration to the other side or get those get those skills. Um so definitely, definitely interesting. Now, one of the, um, I guess one of the terms that we hear people use in the industry is continuous security posture validation and offensive testing, right? Which, which is a total mouthful, which is why purple teaming sounds way better and way easier to say and why people say it. But really at the heart of it, what you're doing is, you know, continuous security posture validation and offensive testing. So, you know, why, why is this? important to an organization? Why, why do businesses, why do organizations need it? Why are they willing to spend money to hire people to do these type of things or buy solutions to do it? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the total category of offensive testing, right, is, you know, for if you look at, you know, all the big publications out there, they'll tell you that we spend millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, not billions of dollars in cybersecurity defensive tools every single year. Absolutely. Right. There's a lot of people making a lot of good money, but there's a lot of great products out there that, that people are generally utilizing. Now, what we've seen, though, over the many years is no matter the, uh, how many defensive tools you have, it still comes back to the people, too. Right. It all comes back to what are we doing? What are we implementing? So offensive testing is really saying, OK, you spent all the money you, you did on those firewalls and that endpoint and that email security. Is it actually doing what you need it to do, right? There, there's, there's very much an assumption in cybersecurity. Well, I bought the best tools. I, I did all of my research. I bought the best tools. I think that I did the right configurations. But how do you actually know, right? How do you test this um, safely and securely? We can always grab a piece of malware out there, right? Somebody can go out to the dark web, grab a bunch of malware. You know, it's easy. You just go ahead and grab it. In fact, you know, and you deploy it. But 
would you honestly do that on your your actual network right you never know the the risk that you're taking there it's a high risk it's an incredibly high risk and so because of that you know that's not a very good and efficient way to test your firewalls or your email security so what we've done in the industry is we've looked at offensive testing what have we been doing for many many years right that was more along the lines of penetration testing uh you know maybe breach and attacks and so we took a lot of that and we said you know what we need to be able to look at everything continuous security posture right pen tests generally for most people it's once a year two three times a year right at most and so and that's good and it gives you really good information but it's also once or twice a year what we do is we make changes once a week right if we're in a traditional shop it's it might be once a week we make we're making changes if we're in a DevOps shop, they might be doing a daily change. And so how can you accurately define what security posture looks like if you've changed 364 times since your last pen test? But because of that, that's where we're now um, today. We're saying continuous security posture validation. Very much a mouthful. Agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it needs an acronym, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah got an acronym those things right it's like saying ngfw is way easier than saying next generation firewall yeah um, and so having that ability is is paramount today is being able to see that so when we take that big mouthful word we just say purple teaming it's mm -hmm. because we're saying look we we know we have blue blue stuff we have to do every day and we love the fact that what those red teamers are doing every day we need more of it so that the blue teamers can validate it right and so if they can if we can get to a point where both of them are doing their job in uh, in sync every single day, that's that continuous side of it, right? Hence purple teaming. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, I see a question from Tom in, in chat and Tom, thanks for being with us today. And I'll throw this up in a second, Arian. But one of the, I think, key differences too uh, is like between purple teaming and continuous security posture validation, even though they're very, very similar, is that uh Purple teaming is kind of the activity. Continuous security posture validation is the frequency of executing that activity. And you nailed it 100% with uh, these kind of point in time, um, you know, assessments, uh, for lack of a better term, that take, you know, 90 days to execute and then 30 days to get the report. And then you got to work in budget and all these other things. Um, th everything is kind of stale uh, by the time you get it. And, you know, like to your point, usually when blue team puts in defensive controls, there's a sense of hope. Right. Like, you, you know, like, did it work? Is it, is it going to defend us? And you inevitably get the question from the business. Are we secure from ransomware? Right. Which like, thanks for that question. Yeah. Like what, what strain of ransomware are we talking about? Like, you know, how, how secure, like yeah. secure, secure is a, a, that's not the question you need to be asking. Uh, but, but anyways, I, I do like the, this concept. And I, I do agree that as businesses see the value of, you know, purple teaming and continuous security posture validation, they're absolutely going to love it. And, and we see this kind of um, nexus coming together because on the red team, it used to be highly skilled individuals exclusively. Yeah. And now we have tools like Atomic Red Team, a right. uh, Red Canary, and, and uh, you know, kind of automating some of these yeah. things, mapping them to MITRE ATT&CK, uh, MITRE ATT&CK for, for that matter, right? The taxonomy. So we're seeing a maturation on the red side uh, for business instead of it just being kind of this like, uh, mysterious, you know, super skill set with like a, you know, an assassin yeah. who, who's operating it. So um, before I get into the next question, I do want to pull up uh, Tom's question. Tom asks, 
Is purple teaming always in effect or is it something that a company transitions to on some kind of cadence? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Tom. Thank you for it. Um, it's, it's a transition for sure. Uh, you know, again, is you're not going to be able to walk into the office on Monday and saying, all right, we're purple teaming all, all week. Now, <laughs> I've seen people say we have a purple team week. I've seen that for sure. Right. And that's what, you know, some mature companies um, are, have been at. They're like, you know, every quarter or so we have our purple team week. Well, and that's good. But in my view, right, is and I think in a lot of people, it, it doesn't answer that question of, OK, well, what happens for the next, you know, um, 11 weeks? Right. So it, it, it definitely it comes to the point where you can be doing it every single day. Right. Um, when we look at the continuous security posture side of it. Yes, that is an everyday side of it. Right. The offensive testing that that really comes a point, you know, especially as you know, you look at what are the applications you have in, in your environment? What are the vulnerabilities that are popping up in your environment? Right. Are you at risk or not? And so, you know, a new, you know, zero day comes out and everyone scrambles and, and you look and you're like, well, I don't even have that application. So mm -hmm. zero day doesn't affect me. Right. But there's going to be a lot of common ones where we do right. Uh, print nightmare, for instance, right. Print yeah. nightmare from a few months back, the entire industry had to scramble to check and, and, and find out if, if they did. So that in, in that case, that's absolutely an example of purple teaming. But the continuous security validation side of it, uh, you know, the posture, understanding your posture is, is it is an everyday function. I would argue that purple teaming um, in a very kind of advanced scenario uh, or an advanced organization, you're probably looking at every single week, right? There's some level of purple teaming going on every single week. Now, that might be a very low level of, hey, let me just check to make sure that we're still like blocking this, right? We're, we're blocking this execution, right? We're blocking Mimi cats, for example, right? Mm -hmm. That, that would be an, um, a kind of the automated side of purple teaming. I just want to check to make sure every week that our gold image, right? For our 2016 servers that we have or our 2019 or whatever, don't allow this to execute. That's not a person, but that is a, an action, right? So that action is happening. That is the purple teaming action is the red team is doing it, right? Whether they've automated that process. And then there's the blue team side of it is, well, let me see what, you know, my SIM says. Did I see it? Did my EDR stop it, right? Or try to, uh, if someone tried to do it. So that, yeah. would, that would be a little bit more of the automation side of it, but it is every day. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, you brought up something. Again, I, I just love kind of the, the maturation of the industry because people, if if Blue Keep comes out or WannaCry comes out, right? What what we were, let's say Blue Keep, right? Yeah. What people do in my world right now or our world, Arian, is they, they fire up their vulnerability scanner and they scan for it. And if they find it, they find it. And if they don't, they think they're secure. But in reality, you, you could find it and it could still not be exploitable. You could not find it for various reasons because false negative, uh, fa um, uh, false negative. And you are susceptible and you have this false sense of security and you're reporting up that we are not uh, vulnerable to this, right? We saw this with the exchange uh, four zero days that dropped back in the early part of 2021. So like if you actually test it, if you're actually executing the same thing that the malware is going to do, right? In a controlled way, then you can say with certainty, yes, we are, we are, uh, hardened from that or we're not susceptible or we are susceptible it's like 
the peace of mind is, is worth more than just because right now the vulnerability scanner is what we have if you don't have purple team capability or solutions to do that. I, I just want to throw this up too. Christian throws in this. There's not a question here, but you know, Christian lays out something that if you're new to the industry, uh, this is super common. Basically, the business throws a bunch of money at it and they think that it's good to go, but those solutions need humans to run them and maintain them. And they didn't account for that in the budget. They just stroked the check for what the vendor told them. And then things go sideways, right? Or it's misconfigured altogether. So yeah, how many, how many mis- yeah, go ahead. That misconfigure, uh, I can attest to that personally, right? I've been yeah. on the other end of that where I'm like, yep, I absolutely did exactly what I was supposed to do. And then you go and, t- and then, you know, you're looking at it and all of a sudden you're like, what, why was somebody allowed to go to, uh oh, let me go check. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I haven't been doing SSL decryption for the past two months. I thought I enabled it. I did for, myself but the rest of the business i didn't i never put in the right ad group it was just my computer or something like that right yeah human nature i mean like most people it's not malicious it's not intentional right i know we always account for the insider threat but in reality it's usually you know accident right it's it's usually the case so you know we we've kind of been talking about what purple teaming is continuous security uh validation but um like what's in it for the security professionals, people in here, like who values from it? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, a lot of different teams are going to value from it, right? Is um, when we look at it is let, let's, let's take the SOC, for example, right? Our security operators, our security analysts that are there day in and day out. Um, if we're able to continuously test and evaluate every change that has been made right along the way, it's absolutely going to make their job more effective. Right. So when we, we look at it from this perspective, if, if I'm tweaking and I'm tuning, I'm constantly tweaking and I'm tuning and I'm optimizing the tool sets that they they have um, at their disposal, it's actually going to make their their lives a lot easier from, you know, the analyst perspective. So I got to go and look at all these different things. Well, I've tuned my EDR or I've tuned my SIM to be very effective and very, uh, you know, so I don't have to go look at 100 logs. I actually have to only look at these five. So those are kind of some of the, th- the actions of purple teaming that allows it, right? That's the optimization of that purple team. When red teamers are attacking and blue teamers are seeing those real attacks, they go, well, I didn't know that that was an actual attack. It's like, yeah, here it is. It's line two. It's line seven. And they're like, okay, great. Let me put that in here. Now I've, now I've done, right? I've done that little thing there and run it again. Hey, look at that. I now see line two is popping up. Um, I still don't see line seven. Let's see. Let's evaluate why. And so that that part of purple teaming produces better outcomes for real world attacks. Now they can see things a lot more. And, you know, and, and that's kind of one side of it. The continuous security validation side where we're always making sure our 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 defensive tool sets are configured correctly. That's going to give business assurance. Right. So now I can absolutely, for, you know, are we protected against ransomware? Well, like you said, yeah, right? Yeah. What ransomware strain? What are you talking about? Um, and the answer is always, well, pretty much. But you know, if you, we were able to now change the question, we're saying we've tested and evaluated all the known ransomware um, out there, and we have passed. Oh, you know, we were not protected for some of them, and so we've done the tuning, and we're constantly testing for that tuning to make sure, to consistently make sure. So when you go to make a business decision and emerges an acquisition, for example, right? I know as we're going forward, we're going to be secure. 
I now have a good way to evaluate my new acquisition. So now I can understand well, how much IT am I going to have to spend, right? I know mm -hmm. where their strengths are. I know where their gaps are. I can make intelligent decisions. And that's where the continuous side helps to make those intelligent decisions for the business. Yeah. And I, I'd also, you know, two things come to mind right away, right? So if, if I'm trying to sell this to practitioners, right? So the blue, the blue side, well, first of all, purple teaming removes that kind of adversarial uh, paradigm of blue versus red and red got the, the crown jewels and blue sucks, right? It's, it, it completely dissolves that and it's collaborative and teamwork. But I hear it time and time again, you know, there's, there's two, um, you know, kind of pain points of being a red teamer, right? It's, it's definitely the coolest job, but there's two pain points. And one of those two is writing reports. And yeah. I would argue when you are doing purple teaming, you're not writing reports. You're basically, you turn into the blue teamer and saying, Hey, like this, this attack just worked. Here's how it went. And then the blue teamer tweaking. It's more of a collaborative working session than it is a point engagement with an output deliverable of the, um, of, of, of what actions you took in the, in the uh, report, right? So if you want to get rid of the report and you're a red teamer, you should be thinking like, I got to get into this purple situation because it's a good time, right? You're not, you're not going to get rid of the other uh, pain point, but we can get into that another time. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out too, is that, you know, if, uh, if your ransomware strategy, like when, if, 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 if business says, are we protected from ransomware? And all you explain is how your backups are working. Like there's a huge gap there, right? Like you are basically saying you've got a hospital gown on and it's not tied in the back, right? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're, we can recover is the response. In reality, it should much be much more like we, we are less likely to have these strains of ransomware attack us because of the attack vector and all this. So a uh, huge, huge value for, for, I guess, leveling up your cybersecurity program. And, and, and you yourself, again, the question is who values from purple teaming? Like being able to demonstrate to the business concrete, quantifiable um, scenarios that are not applicable to your organization is huge, right? People understand that, right? Especially if you could say like, uh, what was it, Dark Matter that did Colonial uh, Pipeline? Uh, dark Side. Dark Side, Dark Side. Yeah, it, I think they became Black Matter. But yeah. Dark, you know, like, uh, like you can literally say like, we ran the same simulation as Dark Side and we're not susceptible. So like Colonial Pipeline won't happen to us, not yeah. Ransomware won't happen to us, right? So there, there's- Right over there for me. Colonial oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, you definitely, it gives you more, uh, I guess the ability to get more political capital, right? If you're going to, if you're going to extrapolate beyond just the technology and actually think about how an information security office operates within a business, um, political capital is huge, right? Um, so yeah. at, you, you worked firewalls, you know, as well as I do, like if you block someone at the firewall by accident, uh, you lose some political capital. Uh, yeah. what were you going to say, Arian? No, I was going to say, is, I think your perfect analogy of spy versus spy, right, is red mm -hmm. team versus blue team. Is that It's not spy versus spy. It's really more, and again, I'm going to date myself. So uh, anybody that doesn't know this reference, please go look it up. You'll love it. In the Looney Tunes um, cartoons from way many years ago, they used to have Ralph versus Sam. And Ralph and Sam was a dog versus Wiley e. Coyote, right? But they were named mm -hmm. Ralph and Sam. They would go in, their job, one was to protect the sheep. The other one was to try to steal the sheep. They would clock in in the morning together. And they would clock out at night together, right? And yeah. so that is the red team and blue team. They're there to attack and they're there to defend. And they're there to make each other better, right? So who's valuing it, right? Values from purple teaming 
it's absolutely, you know, those specific people that are, that are getting there. And I, I love your analogy is nobody likes to do reports. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but you're, you're kind of shifting it to more of an agile uh, effect instead of just saying, all right, here's my report. I did it. You know, we'll look at it and stuff like that. It's no, here's the very specific thing I need you to go do, go do it over here. Right. Here's the very specific thing that I did. Did you see it? Let me run it again. Here's the very specific attack. And, and you're pulling that data and you're providing that data because, you know, again, just saying, well, I was able to capture this machine. You go figure it out. doesn't provide value. And I love that idea of they clock in together in the morning. They, they do what they need to do to make each other better and they clock out and they're still the best of friends. Right. And that is where we really are. What, you know, who's benefiting from purple teaming? It's actually just both sides of the house. Yeah. And I, I'd even say too, like from professional development perspective, if you've always been red, like you, you, you'll, you'll be exposed to the blue side a bit more and you can, you can pick up those skills and vice versa. So there is a lot of value in there. Uh, I want to take a question from chat and real quick, you know, what's up professor black ops and James and Tom and Tumultra. I see you guys in there. Uh, James asks, is the concept of a purple team the same, whether the environment is in the cloud or on site? Yeah. Um, good question, uh, James. I would I would argue yes, it is. It's you're going to find the same value. Now there's going to be different tool sets, right? And generally, we're now looking at different teams that are responsible for security or or expanding teams in the cloud, right? Because now we also have the de the developers that are also being more responsible for security, uh, DevSecOps as you build it out. But the concept in general is absolutely the same, right? Is we're attacking to make sure that the defenders know where their vulnerabilities are, know where their strengths are, right? Is I have to know where my strength is so that I can then go and address my vulnerability. If I have nothing but vulnerabilities, I'm also questioning over here. So whether it's on-prem or in the cloud or a hybrid, um, and because we see that a lot in, in the industry now, right? Is a lot, there's a heck of a lot more hybrid um, out there than there is probably isolated on-prem or, or an isolated cloud. It's, it's more of that uh, more more of that hybrid and so being able to say okay we're going to take those purple teamers but now we just um increased our purple teamers as well right because remember this is this is people coming together so it's no longer just the the blue teamers or the sock analysts the you know the firewall people versus that red teamer trying to do things now i have my devops engineer right i'm bringing that person into the fold too providing value to my red teamer hey i've got a new app coming up um, I need you to attack this so that I can go live in, oh, a day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and so I think it's um, when we start looking at the cloud and we start looking at cloud native applications, right? Whether it's built, you know, uh, you know, uh, Lambda services in, in AWS or Kubernetes, wherever we're doing this, that CICD pipeline, it, we're expanding our blue team teamers. So good, great question, but I, I see it as let's, let's grow it more. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't know why it hasn't clicked with me already. I've already kind of been saying it, but it just clicked with me. Like as DevOps has kind of come onto the scene as like the way to do infrastructure, even infrastructure as code. <laughs> like that's what, that's what, um, you know, this continuous security validation is it's moving at the same speed as, you know, infrastructure is right. Cause it used to be a little bit more monolithic and dinosaur speed. And now it's, it's moved into a much faster um, kind of deployment cycles. And you, like you said before, like if you're not checking it once a year, like it's a totally, you know, it's a totally different world. Yeah. Uh, 
So Tom, Tom wanted to know, would you hire an outside company to help you with a purple team exercise or is it an internal thing or is it some type of hybrid? What, what would you think around that area? So I would actually I'd go back to exactly what you just said, right? Kind of that DevOps. If, if you have a, um, an internal DevOps and, and you know that you've got strong DevOps practitioners, you actually have the framework to know how to start doing these things, right? So if, if you have that, you absolutely can uh, do these exercises internally, right? So it, it looks like from that perspective. Now, if you don't have red teamers on staff, let's just say that, then yeah, so there would be an outside. Uh, now, if you think about the way we, we kind of already do this anyway with pen testing, we hire an outside company, they come and try to attack us. And then, you know, you get a report results within two weeks and then you got, it's a stack this big and, and they walk away. What I would contend is, if you're if you don't have the in-house skill set, find a skill set company, find a purple, you know, a pen test company um, or red teaming company that actually will work with you to, you know, consistently develop what this is going to look like. They're going to coach you through this. Now, again, there's companies, there's uh, there's products out there that do a lot of these things. Um, but like I said, is if you have that that playbook style that you're already there then you're halfway that way. And, and so you can hire outside some people. If you have one red teamer, they can, you know, kind of learn, go learn from the other people that are doing it. They're just not doing security attacking. They're doing developers and operators coming together, right? Red team and blue team coming together, like you just said. Yeah. And <laughs> another, another, uh, I guess like um, truth or, or uh, you know, dirty secret about the industry uh, that, you know, Arian and I have definitely experienced is like it's a lot of times when you hire the external pen test team to come in, it's a com it's for compliance sake. You're, the business is stroking a check so they can say they did it. They, they take your report, which you didn't want to write anyways, and then they take it and they put it over here and then it collects dust. So that doesn't really add value to the business. And continuous security validation, this whole concept of purple teaming does because it's it's more about hardening the environment, making it more you know secure and resilient than it is about a compliance checkbox, right? And we've always said on this channel, maximum compliance equals minimum security. It, it's it's not really the point. So so Arian, I got a question for you. Okay. Yeah. This is this is what I was excited, right? Because I love purple teaming. I think like genuinely, I think purple teaming is like the right way to do it and where we're going, but it's not really mainstream. It's still like, I mean, we're doing this, this live stream right now to help promote it as a concept. Why is it not mainstream? Why aren't, why aren't my six and nine year old talking about purple teaming? Um, so I, I think it's a, a couple of different things, right? Is um, as much as we love to talk about breaking down silos, we still have silos. Right. Um, I think if we take it right back to your comment about compliance uh, pen testing, right, that still overshadows the entire industry. Right. We, we have to be compliant for, for these things. I'll give you a quick 30 second, maybe. Um, well, I was in Afghanistan many years ago and I remember getting a firewall and having it and, and me being told to install it. I said, OK, I've installed it. What are the configurations I need to do on it? What, what are we trying to protect? All these things. They said, no, no, no. Is it, can I route to it? Yes. Check. Okay, good. You're done. That level is where we're, you know, still from a compliance perspective, we're still battling that. And I, and I think that that's one of the reasons why things like this haven't been um, taken mass adoption. Now, the second part is 
even red teamer still, I think we mentioned it very early on, right? It's a very specific, highly skilled to, um, set of um, set of skills that somebody has, right? They've developed it over years. And, you know, that being said is they, they were never used to working together with that blue team. It was still very siloed, completely off. And I, you know, I, I look at it and say the security industry, as always, we're a little bit behind when it comes to, you know, the application um, side of the house, right? The applications, they, they started doing agile development a few years before that. Um, and now they're in full DevOps, uh, CICD pipelines, things like that, which is really fast. And we're still a little bit hesitant and we're still about a little bit pushing back. And we do that to each other as well. Uh, I don't want to do the red teaming right now because uh, I've got all these other things to do. And it's going to take, you know, unfortunately, and, and I think this is, um, it happens, is an incident. A real yeah. incident has to happen for, you know, people. And, and that's the thing, you know, you and I don't want that to happen. We want mass adoption. That's why I'm, I'm loving here having this conversation is I want people to walk into their office tomorrow and say, hey, we don't have any red teamers. Can I, can I go take a class? Because I think my skill set would be better, and then I can help. You know, uh, you know, I can go here and attack uh, attack us a bit, and we can see if you guys see it, right? So I'm hoping that the industry is going to look at it that way. I've seen some some good things, right? Um, you know, uh, even talking to my kids, and I've got four of them. At least three of them are old enough to talk cybersecurity, and um, they are interested in it. And uh, my son. Uh, recently, I think I saw it was uh, earlier this week or last week, some some attack group was um, hitting Minecraft uh, players in Japan, I think. And, and he was like, and he's a huge Minecraft player. And he's like, oh, we got to stop them, dad. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm trying. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's coming. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, we're still in that we don't see action until an incident happens. Yeah, unfortunately, that is a very, very common case. And, you know, it's so frustrating too. like, obviously, like, you know, veteran practitioner here. It's so frustrating because it costs three X to deal with the problem afterwards. And no businessman would, or woman would ever say like, oh, yeah, I totally want to play three X. Yet that's the decision they make over and over again. And it's so frustrating. Uh, one thing that you said that I'd also like to kind of uh, share my thoughts on was, you know, maybe if you're in the audience uh, or you're watching on replay and you work on a blue team, SOC analyst or something, right? SecOps capability. And they're going to do the annual pen test event. Maybe pipe up and say, hey, instead of having them come in and just bang against us, let's take the same hours, right? Like, let's say they get 80 hours of uh, man hours of, of uh, pen testing. Give me 80 hours of this team sitting next to me. And like, let's run, let's run our risk scenarios, right? I work in manufacturing. Ransomware is number one. I just want to practice ransomware. Like, let's do that. It's so much more valuable to protecting your organization than it is to just have them get the crown jewels because they expo you know, exploited some, you know, LLMNR kind of thing right. or, you know, whatever. It's like, so yeah, anyways, huge, huge value add uh, there. Uh, one question that did come in um, and I was trying to understand what it is, but I, I think, uh, Chris had asked, you know, on the DevOps side, um, and I'll have to pull it up here in a second, but on the DevOps side around purple teaming, is there any particular, I know this is like a really niche thing, 
but is there any particular training or uh, professional development that you might recommend around um, purple teaming kind of in a DevOps environment? Yeah. So um, I would say this, right, is if I'm going to the way that I would answer that is the way that I would answer pretty much anything else, right, mm -hmm. is go and learn what that is. So, you know, if, if I wanted to know how to, let's just, you know, for example, right, um, I've never deployed containers in my life, mm -hmm. never done it. If I wanted to learn how to attack containers, I'm going to go take a class on container development. I'm going to take a class so I can understand the basics of it, right? So if I'm going and I'm working with DevOps people, um, honestly, I'm going to, and I have De um, DevOps in, in my, my organization, I'm going to go and ask my, you know, if I'm the security person, I'm going to talk to my manager and say, you know what, I want to spend, uh, you know, half a day a week with them at their um, staff meetings, right? Or I want to spend every Monday morning when they get their, you know, their, their new two weeks uh, agile, agile schedule, right? Let's go and, and, and involve ourselves in the sprint just to understand what they're doing. Cause now mm -hmm. I can start understanding what, what does that process look like for them? And now I can reverse engineer that in my head of, okay, this is where I see an issue. This is where I potentially see an issue. So it, it you know, I don't know of any particular classes I would take. I would really more so let's just get into it and say, I don't want to say anything. I just want to be a fly on the wall. I want to understand. Mm -hmm. And by the way, can you provide me somebody so I can ask them questions later? Yeah, that, that definitely having a resource would be good. So, uh, you know, what I want to know, like, what are the challenges of wider and better adoption? Kind of how, how does Purple Team scale? You know, is there different kind of use cases? You know, I guess, so what, what are the challenges really? Yeah. I think the challenges have been uh, up till now is the ability to kind of um, automate parts of it, right? Is, um, you know, we can we can always do things and, and, and that that's something, right? So um, up until probably about, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, I would say automation has been um, a challenge to, the, uh, to purple teaming. So being able to say, okay, I'm going to continuously test you has been a needed uh, um for a long time, right? So that way, again, is a red teamer as they're going to purple team together, they still need time to develop what they're going to do, right? They still need that time. But if they can pull things automatically, that's going to provide them information. Okay, great. I got, you know, information one, two, and three, and four. Now I have something I can go test. Hey, blue teamer over there, uh, I'm going to go hit this side of the network. So please be looking for, for this and report back. But Otherwise, they would have had to go and actually do a lot of these things themselves, right? So I think that right there um, uh, is one way that we can scale because, again, we're still limited by what people can do. Mm -hmm. So being able to bring automation into it, being able to bring um, a more concise tool set. Second thing, um, and this is, this is a big thing, is uh, integrations. Mm -hmm. you know, again, is if I can pull that data automatically for you and provide it back out there, then I'm going to be able to scale as opposed to, all right, let me throw this over the fence to my SIM people and see if they can find this needle in a haystack. But if I can have, you know, the tool sets that I'm utilizing that's integrating into it and can pull that data out to say, all right, I'm going to give you now a hundred lines to look at as opposed to 5 million lines. It helps them to, to be able to, okay, well, well, what were you pulling, right? Why are you pulling that level of data 
right? Um, well, because this is the kind of attack that I'm going to, I did, right? Remember we talked about, I'm going to do a control panel attack or MSHTA. Here's the things to look for. So pulling that data out um, where we need to, basically automation is really how we scale a lot of this here. Yeah, I think automation is is imperative, right? And, you know, like, I feel like you can, we said this a million times already, like you can set the controls up, but you don't really know, um, you know, if, if they're properly going to defend, right? Not all exploits execute the right way and not all defensive no. measures defend the way you expect them to do, right? Anyone who's ever written a piece of code and compiled it the first time knows <laughs> Even though you think it's supposed to do something, it does something else, right? So there is uh, genuine value in that. And, um, you know, I, I would also go as far as to say, like, it, it helps you provide a much more informed, uh, I don't want to call it a risk register, because that's kind of mm. a beat word, but like yeah. an informed action plan on where your actual real critical risks are that yeah. because they're, they're informed by a threat, uh, they're threat informed, right? Like, all critical vulnerabilities aren't critical, but some are because you have a higher likelihood of a target actor or threat actor, excuse me, hitting that particular um, vulnerability, right? So you you want to know that that's a legit concern that you need to address. Plus, plus I'd also argue if you're doing continuous security validation uh, using a tool, which I'm, I'm going to ask you about in just a second, because I think it's awesome, is... Um, I would argue that you're you're qualifying for your compliance standard what your red team pen testing is because you're actually executing it. It's just not in the traditional hired hacker coming in for that annual touch, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so to flip it, right? So, Aaron, like you work for this company, Simulate. I've looked at your product. Um, like we're talking about purple teaming and kind of the benefits of it, but like how how does a technology like Simulate uh, make like how does how does it help with purple teaming? Because like everything we have said today is like I'm a red guy, you're a blue guy. We sit together and manually crank out, right? So what what is what's Simulate doing? Yeah. So what we're doing right is we're we're automating a lot of the well, not the skill set because the skill set you still have to understand what do attacks do, right? You have to understand how an attacker thinks, where are the vulnerabilities, what are all those things that chain together, right? Where to stop it. Now, what Simulate does is we're out there, we're providing a SaaS service that allows you to offensively test continuously, right? Mm -hmm. And be able to bring up, bring those things in, in, into and have visibility into it, right? So we we provide, you know, thousands upon thousands on thousands of attacks um, that allow you to say, okay, I'm going to pinpoint this attack in, in this area because I know how to, I know it needs to be done. Now, I may not have the, the highest skill set to be able to do it. But if Simulate can do it for me, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have them do it. I'm gonna get that report out, and I'm gonna be able to take it back. So now what we were doing too is we expand who actually is part of that purple teaming function, right? So if I have a you know um, we'll call it a, a, a security intern, and they're able to run certain tests for me that I don't have to go and do, they're gonna be able to compile some of these things, and I'm, I've taught them just what I need them to know. And they ran the test for me. They did those things. They come back and they say, here's the things that I found. I'm like, perfect. That's what I needed while I was over here thinking and helping out over here. You did a lot of those tests for me. So Simulate, what, what we've done is we built a platform that says, here's what an attacker's um, able to do. Go do it in your network. Attack it. Do it safely. Right? So we do everything safely. Um, we, we run in production. But now you have full visibility. 
we then, and again, right, kind of part of that automation I was talking about in those integrations, we integrate back into your tool sets. We pull that out and we say, okay, we did attack one um, and we were successful. By the way, here's how to remediate for that succession. Go, go flip this flag, right? Go flip that widget, go do those things. So we're, we're providing uh, pure visibility of real world attacks against all of your security controls, right? You need those security controls. We're going to show you how to make them better. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it really sounds like, you know, it, it sounds like you take the ability to have, you can go like down one level on the engineer scale, right? So you don't need a senior person. You could have a mid person in there. You don't need a mid person. You could have a junior person in there. It allows you to uh, basically get years of experience, um, which is beneficial for the actual engineer or analyst in the practitioner role because they're getting exposed to more advanced concepts, which develops them, but the business is getting the value. So that is uh, that is really cool. And, and obviously much, much faster because uh, I'm sure I, you know, I, I've looked at Simulate a little bit, but I haven't used it in a professional setting, but I'm sure that there, like, I have to assume, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to assume that there's some type of automation of like uh, data analysis, uh, report gathering, like all, all the things that you would want to do for like multiple iterations. Uh, and again, if you're sitting down with two seasoned senior people banging on stuff, yeah, you can do that, but you do have to have record of it. And, you know, as much as not writing a report is cool, you still have to like document what you're doing, or if you're going to make production changes, go through cab and all that stuff, depending on how mature an organization you are. Well, we'll think about it like this, right? Is if I'm, if I'm a blue teamer and I know that um, there's a change coming up, right? My red team, you know, maybe I have a red team, maybe I don't have a red team, but I have changes coming up and I know, and I'm not sure exactly what changes are going to do to my security posture. You run simulate, it's going to tell you, okay, here's your security posture today, right? We ran 300 ransomware events safely in your environment and you blocked all 300. Oh, okay. Now you have us in, in the, the test environment before you make that change. Hey, guess what? You ran those same 300 again. And you know what? You missed five of them now. So your change in the test environment actually showed you that you weakened your security posture. So maybe you need to step back at this point and say, okay, I use simulate as my red team to uh, attack me. And it showed me that I weakened my security posture by this upcoming change. Hey, let me throw a flag on the field. I, we need to stop really quick and take a step back and say, I know that you asked for these changes, but we ran this and it actually weakens our security posture, right? So that that's that capability now that teams um, now um, um, can put into play, right? Whereas before, if you had a red team, you could ask them to do it. So we, we help people without red teams, but mm -hmm. what about the, the red teamer themselves, right? So they're there and now they're saying, okay, well, does that put me out of a job? Absolutely not. What we've done is we built a framework for them to say, you know what, I'm going to automate a lot of these tests over here that's going on for these changes and I can do that. And, oh, what is it? Okay, this is what I would do. X, Y, Z. Boom. Let me run those things. Blue team, you're going to get it in a minute. And I'm over here because I just saw that Microsoft came out with a new known vulnerability. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to exploit that in test, but I got to build this out, right? I got to, got to do it right. So we provide also that framework for them to do that. And when we do it, when we do it utilizing simulate, you get all that full reporting because we're pulling integrations from it too. Mm -hmm. So now the red teamer is actually able to pull that data that they would never used to get before. They would just bang, 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 bang away. And they're all of a sudden, okay, hopefully you guys saw it. Well, they can run those same things, pull that data and look and say, well, gosh darn it, 
I got stopped. All right, cool. Yeah. I, it, it, it can go both ways of, of how they're uh, um, working together. Yeah. And another like benefit, um, and again, this is a bit more advanced information security practitioner stuff, but you know, I sit on a cab board and I represent information security. So any changes to production come through, I'm responsible for weighing in on InfoSec. And yes, you know, there's some obvious things like, oh, we're going to put a new, like, we're going to put a new uh, app in the DMZ and it, it, you know, it calls out to this thing and it's unencrypted, like obvious stuff. Right. But sometimes you look at it and it, it seems fine or whatever, but having a tool like, like you just said, where you can run it and test and be like, no, this is actually going to weaken our uh, overall security posture. And by the way, just FYI, people, if you ever say no, you better have a very viable justifiable objective reason why because somebody wants it in place and it's usually the business side and they have the money so you better be able to come correct and say this is why and and i think it's kind of cool like something like this is it's objective it's like oh oh my god hold on i just my screensaver just activated it's objective where like you could say you know the colonial pipeline thing from the other day that will happen here or it could if we put it in right now, it can happen. We put this in, it can happen. And I know that's not a one-to-one because -one it's about MFA. So don't blow me up in chat people. But what, what I'm saying is you can be objective. So I, I love it. Uh, this is, this has been good. Th thanks for that, Aaron. Yeah. You bring up a great point, right? Is as somebody too, that used to um, have to go present to the change control board and, and all the time of, and, or I would be on there saying no. And, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't have good reasons. And now you're absolutely right is, not only can you say no, but what you can do, right? And again, is I, I no longer want security professionals to be the no of the world. I want right. them to say, no, but here's how you fix exactly what it is so that I can easily say yes, right? If we just say no, we keep saying no, you're you're absolutely right. Is people are going to be like, now we got more money. We're going to do what it is. And and then you feel weakened as well. All right, but now we can say no, but I, I have the fix on how you get to yes. It's it's one, two, three, four, five. Boom, go do that. Put it in, I'll run it and you will be 100% good. Stamp of approval, let's go. Yeah, you really have to become, and I know it's so cliche people, but like you have to become a business enabler. You can no longer say no in 2021. That's just, yeah. unless it's egregious, like a domain admin for the CEO. Like that's no, <laughs> no. But, you know, so so I'm right there with you, man. So, hey, uh, Arian, you wanna give away some stuff? Absolutely. I love giving away stuff. All right, everybody. So you know you know how this goes. Uh, I'm going to show you the keyword. It is hashtag simulate. Let me, let me share this up here. Uh, uh, window. Okay. Guys, here is the hashtag. Drop it in chat. We have four prizes to give away. Compliments of uh, simulate and cyber supply drop and Josh Mason and all his group. So I definitely want everybody to enter. Uh, base already entered there. Thank you, base. Um, definitely, definitely drop it in there. So let's take a question while the uh, while they queue up, okay? So we have a question from the audience, and we actually have several, so this is going to be great. Um, Kent, hey, Kent, thanks for being with us. Kent wants to know, would it be better to hire both red and blue teamers and work side by side or hire people who know both sides? So I think right now you're going to have a challenge finding people that know both sides, right? Uh, they're more the unicorns that are out there. Um, I'm still more blue than I am red, right? And I work for <laughs> an offensive security company, right? Uh, most of my peers are more red than they are blue. So finding the right people, I think is going to be a challenge right now. 
Um, but start looking for sure. Um, hire, hire red teamers that are willing to do other things. Hire blue teamers and say, hey, I'd love to send you to a certified ethical hacker course, right? So hire them with the intent of broadening their skills and make sure that they know that that's something they can do. But uh, Kent, if you can find those people that have both skills, good on you. Hire them quick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you're one of those people, start touting yourself as a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, it's hashtag Simulate, C-Y-M-U-L-A-T-E. I don't know if it's case sensitive or not, so just put it lowercase, but definitely enter. We have AirPod Pros to give away. We have Raspberry Pi, the newest newest one. Um, We've got a mechanical keyboard that's pretty dope. And we have a month of try hack me. So you definitely want to not, you want to enter. Okay. I'm seeing 30 people in chat right now. So like your chances are awesome to, to win some really cool stuff. Um, so go, going back to the questions here, um, we had another good one here. Um, John Doe asks, you know, for an organization that doesn't employ red teams, which are many, I might add, how would you even begin? Yep. So I would, again, right, is no, if you don't have budget to be able to go out and hire um, those things is start with your blue team or start with your, your security people right now. And like I said earlier, have them raise their hand. Who wants to take a certified ethical hacker course, right? Simple. That is a very simple and a very great course to be able to go to, right? Who wants to go and study these things? Um, who's the person that's, that's most interested in and approach them? I start with them and start learning some of those things, right? Um, you know, a, a quick self-promotion. You can always look at Simulate itself, right? We're there to help. We bolster everyone's skill sets. Um, that's a great way. But again, it's, you really want the people that are going to want to do these things. So definitely mm-hmm. train your people, right? Um, I, I absolutely believe in what when they say, you know, um, what happens if we train our people and they leave? Well, what happens if we don't train our people and they stay? So please train yeah. your people. Absolutely. And, and I would say it's, it's, you know, if you don't work in an organization like this, you may want to consider looking around because many organizations will actually fund InfoSec training for staff because it's just our industry changes so often that it's imperative to keep uh, staff trained. Go- going back to being the office of no, I just wanted to call out John Doe's here uh, talking about being the velvet hammer where they have to say no with a side of doomsday for periodically. So spot on, John. All right. So, so let's, let's, uh, I think all the things are in here. We got 31. This is fantastic. Um, let, let's do a drawing. So guys, first thing we're going to draw for is the try hack me one month, um, VIP subscription. Okay. So let, you know, good luck to everybody. I got some sound effects here. What, what do we get? You know, everybody knows about the classic sound effects. Here we go for try hack me one month. Yes. All right, Seth Guthrie winning the one month of Try Hack Me. Seth, connect with me on Discord or LinkedIn, and I will get you what you need for that prize. Congratulations. Okay, next item on the docket is going to be this Velrose Raspberry Pi Zero W Basic Starter Kit. Guys, if you're interested in like home labbing or doing anything you know, like crazy, with like there's a million uh, Raspberry Pis. Uh, projects. And even on Simply Cyber Channel, I have several projects for red teamers on building up WebGoat platforms and all these other things. So like this is an awesome, awesome prize. 
So uh, good luck to whoever wins it. Uh, here we go. Oh, hold on. Yes. All right, Jesse is punk. Congratulations on your Raspberry Pi. Um, go ahead and connect with me on uh, Discord or LinkedIn for that prize. The next prize that we're dropping is this, uh, arguably uh, the most desirable of the group. I've had a couple of people reach out to me about this already. The HyperX Alloy Elite 2 Mechanical Gaming Keyboard. This is, you know, obviously it's got all the cool stuff where you can LED the, the, the heck out of it. Be awesome for a YouTube streamer. I didn't enter the contest. I'm just saying it would be awesome. Uh, so let's give that away right now. Again, compliments of Simulate. Thank you very much, uh, Arian. Ooh, Bob, Bob. Congratulations, Bob. Uh, you know, obviously standard thing. LinkedIn, Discord, hit me up. We'll get you what you need, okay? And then finally, AirPod Pros. I, this doesn't need any explanation, people. They're AirPod Pros. They do work on Android devices, uh, if you're that person, I think Windows Mobile, it doesn't work with, but really who's, who's, who's rocking Windows Mobile anymore? Okay, here we go. AirPod Pros. Uh... Oh my man, David Case. I know David. David, congratulations on your AirPod Pros. Uh, buzz me and uh, in, in Discord or LinkedIn, and we'll get you all sorted out. I, I David Case, GRC guy, big fan. Um, I, I've been following him for a while, so good, good, good on him. And Arian in Simulate, thank you so much for those great prizes. That was like a delight giving those away. So, you, do you want to? You got time for a couple more questions, Arian? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's let's do it. I got to click through all these hashtag Simulates now. Let's see where the questions are. Tabnaka asks, uh, what does an ideal purple team report look like? That's a great question. You know, red team reports can be turned in. Um, yeah. So what do you think, um, Aaron? Yeah. That's a great question. So I, I think ideally a purple team report actually pulls data from, from both, right? Is what did the red teamer do, right? So it's kind of, you know, you have a plan. So you, you, you have a plan. You're, you're going to execute that plan. What did the purple teamer do? Versus what did the blue teamer see? And when we say that a lot of times is, okay, here's the things that I did, right? Is I tried to grab a credential. Uh, I'm going to try to grab a credential. I'm going to do some port scans. I'm going to see at every, I'm going to have 10 steps. Of those 10 steps, how much of that can I pull from my other data, right? Did I see it in this log or did I see it from this device? Did I see it from this? So pulling those things together, putting them into a single report is essential for purple teaming, right? That is what purple teaming, the output value is you know what you did, you know what you uh, you saw, and you try to line them up. When you don't see them lined up, that's a finding, right? Mm -hmm. And you need that finding to be able to run it again, to operationalize. Oh, great hard word to say. Operation. No, the hard one is operationalization <laughs> of purple teaming is knowing what you did, knowing what the output is, bringing it together and seeing where's my strength and where's my gaps. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Um, thank you for that, Arian. Oh, really quick. Generally, yeah. is it, it should be delivered to you within a few minutes after um, it is done by the actual uh, uh, red team site, right? It's no more waiting two weeks. We don't want that two week time frame. We want it within, you know, a few minutes, an hour or so at most 
because we want to be able to run it again, right? If we mm -hmm. miss, we want to be able to run it again. So it has to be fast. Yeah, absolutely. Time, time is, um, you know, I say it all the time. Time is like really a valuable asset. And when things are changing as quickly as they are and threat actors are developing as quickly as they are, um, you have to move quickly and be able to, to do something actionable, right? Like just running this purple team thing, uh, whether through simulate or, or in more manually intensive is fine, but you got to do something actionable with it. Right. And, and, you know, so that, that's absolutely, uh, super critical. So Aaron, let me, let me, uh, throw you up here. Uh, final thoughts. What would you like to say to the simply cyber audience and to the community? Uh, I'll give you, you know, take as much time as you want, but you know, typically we kind of, it's an outro. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, first of all, uh, continue watching uh, Simply Cyber. Um, phenomenal. Like I said, I've been uh, paying attention for a long time. Um, long time listener, first time caller. This is great. Um, one of the things I will say is let's look at how we break down those silos. So continue to understand, you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish. Continue to um, be able to verbalize that. And let's break down a lot of those silos. Let's work together because really and truly, Red teamers, blue teamers, if you don't have a red team, is being able to accurately test, accurately do it often as much as possible. It's really the only way we're going to be able to um, really stop a lot of the attacks that are out there. Um, last thing I'll say is, again, Gerald, thank you so much um, uh, for having me and Simulate here. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and your audience has phenomenal questions. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to the audience. I, I genuinely appreciate that. Arian taking the time to be with us today to share all your thoughts on purple teaming. It's been a real value add for both myself and for the community. So genuinely appreciate that. All right, let me send you off to the green room because I want to I wanna share with all of you guys uh, what we have upcoming. Uh, we've got a great show coming for you next week. Uh, you guys, many of you know him already, but we are having our own Neil Bridges. Oh, look at that. So my little flame emojis didn't come through. So that's, you know, between my QR code and these flame emojis, I'm having a rough day on the production side of the house, but that's okay. Neil's the real star in this picture anyways. We are bringing Neil Bridges on next Thursday. Same bat time, same bat channel, 4.30 live stream. It's my turn. You've been listening to Simply Cyber with me, Dr. Gerald Dozier. I invite you to check out Simply Cyber YouTube channel for richer content, links, and live stream engagement. You can find hundreds of free cybersecurity training resources that I've curated at simplycyber.io. Talk to you next time.